The Silver Screen Scream Show is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. With that being said, enjoy the show. Welcome to my Welcome back to another episode of the Silver Screen Scream Show. My name is Chris. And my name is Jesse. And what the fuck is up, Jesse? How you doing? <sighs> you know, living day by day. <laughs> you so having a good day today? Yeah, I've had a great day today. How about you? Uh, It's been fairly decent. Fairly decent. Uh, some where I'm trying to get a house, been going through some shit with that. Yes. And I'm pissed over all that. So yes. I'm not going to go into detail with that, but no. you know, that that's a, it's stressful as shit to, in general. Yeah, so you don't even have to. I totally get it. So how, your week, how's your week been? Mine, literally, I haven't done anything. I have slacked off for the past month and I am sick of it. I want you off this fucking show right now. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. I want you out of here now. <laughs> Get the fuck out now. No. I'm so yeah. stupid, I swear. I have it, and I don't know what it is. I think it's because I just every so often I get in this mood where I just, I get out of, I don't know, I just feel a certain way. You so. just get... I understand. You just yeah. feel kind of like in a gray spot where you're just yes. like, yeah, I don't feel like and fucking then, doing anything. Yeah. And then I, I'll get out of it. It happens. And then I'll be back to doing my normal bullshit again. <laughs> yeah. Well, this Friday, uh, the new Predator game comes out. So I'm going to fucking play the shit out of that. Yeah. I seen that. I watched a walkthrough today of the, um, what is it? Dead Before Daylight. Is that it? Oh, Dead by Daylight? Dead yeah. by Daylight. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. Anyways, yeah, I watched a walkthrough because I wanted to see what it looked like. And so it was actually really good. It kind of scared me. It's really me a fun. Bit. They got, they have uh, Michael Myers on there as killer. Uh, they did like Leatherface, Freddy. Yeah, they did an update Ghostface. for Freddy. And uh, it was really cool looking, I guess. Are you sure they did an update well, for Freddy no, recently? Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. It was an update from last year. It, like the cat, the <laughs> title, I'm sorry. The title of the video was update to that. And I just thought uh, it was really cool. Oh, okay. I was like, Freddy came out a while ago. Yeah, I, I know. I'm I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm doing today. Here Anyways. we go. Get the fuck out of this show. <laughs> oh <my God>. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to leave. I, I can't do this. <laughs> well, yeah. Dead by Daylight's fun, though. I've played that. Uh, I've never played it, but it looks really like I kind of want. Do you buy it or do you download it or what do you do? Yeah, it's like I think it's twenty bucks, honestly. Okay. Um, do they do it for Xbox? Yeah, but uh, you need to fucking get it for PlayStation. Just play with me, your fucking friend and co-partner. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking oh. god! Oh my gosh, I can't. I'm about even. to strangle you through the fucking computer because I keep trying to get <laughs> you to get on fucking every, PlayStation. I'm literally pissing every. You're not the only one. I'm pissing everyone off today. I, I, I'm off my medicine. <laughs> I forgot to take it last night, and I swear to God, I've been like not myself today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try and get through this. <laughs> god. Oh my god. Well, okay. anyways. Um, let's go ahead and go over our okay. question of the week that we started, uh, last okay. week, last Friday, I asked everyone to answer this and we had, you know, we had some answers, uh, but the question of the week was if you could be in any horror movie or franchise, what would it be and why? Uh, go ahead and let me know what you are. What would you choose? Okay. If I could be any, what was the question? Any horror villain? 
No, if you could be in any horror movie. <laughs> I told you I'm not myself. If Jesse, I could be you're in any... creeping me oh, out okay, right now. Okay, I know. Okay, if I could be in any horror movie ever, obviously you know what I'm going to choose. Yeah. I'm going to choose Halloween idea. 5 because that's Oh my, my god. That is my favorite movie. I out of any it don't matter. It's my favorite and specifically I would want to be the role of Tina, <laughs> but the boy the guy version or not. <laughs> Whichever. Jesus Christ. Okay, listen. I will go back to this subject when we go right. over the news to explain okay. some things, cool. but it's really funny that you said this and Why? <laughs> we'll just we'll come back to it. Okay. All right. Well, wait, but, what about you? My answer, which I'm sure it. you would know. Is it Evil Dead? No. Damn. Uh, uh, okay, I have a Steve- tattoo of it. It's a Stephen King. It's it. Yes. I knew it. I would be in it, especially the uh, 2017 it. Uh, the book, I love the book. I love each of the films. I love the miniseries. I would um, like to anything- be in that glass. And it's, I've never seen the second film, but I've watched a clip and it was the fun house clip where yeah. that boy goes to the fun house. I would have loved to have been that kid doing that. Scene. Yeah. That, that kind of cool. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. You need to see part two. Well, we'll have mi- to see it sometime. Mirror mazes, like the ones at the beach and stuff, they like freak me out. So, yeah, I mean, because you really like, they're really hard to go through anyway. So the fact that that was like what happened in that movie, yeah. it was kind of like, Oh, Man, me and China last year went to, uh, when we were in Myrtle Beach, we went to a mirror maze and on this guy ba- just Was kept, it on Broadway on the beach? Yeah. Yeah, that's the same one I'm talking about. <laughs> this guy kept sneaking up behind us and like tapping our shoulder and we were just like, what the fuck? Like he was freaking I know. us the fuck out. I'm just like, how the fuck are you doing this? Because like. I ran into the fucking mirrors like several times. Yeah, I know. I have to hold my hands out because it freaks me. And like everyone gets lost and you're like, where the hell? And But you can see everyone, but you're not like with everyone. It's the weirdest yeah. day. It's like such a cool thing to be experienced. We yeah. did one where it was a laser show and it was blackout and it was just lasers. Could you imagine? Here I am. That would be I, cool. Acting crazy. It was just, yeah. So Well, put that tangent aside. Uh, I would choose it because, I mean... The Losers Club, those that friendship and bond that you have with people, take the sex orgy out of the novel, of course, but uh, the relationship that those kids have is so pure, and it reminds me of when we were kids, you know, I mean, we, you know, no matter what, we were always together, we were always hanging out, we were just the best of friends, we always did stuff together, so it reminded me a lot of my childhood with you guys growing up and you know Pennywise is just fucking incredible and if I had to choose like say I was a kid and I was scared and we survived 27 years later I would probably put in an application to be his co-partner to be Pennywise's co-partner yeah you know, feel just like, kill children and eat them. It's all right. Oh, well, of course, <laughs> of course. Why not? But then, like, once you got your feelings hurt, you'd have to go back into hiding. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, that is true. Oh, I seen a GIF yesterday that was talking about how this is the spring falls on the twenty third of April. Obviously, oh yeah, and it was saying that's pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, thank God I'm not near a cornfield. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every 23rd spring of the... Wait, what is it? Every, yeah, it's 23rd, every 23rd year. Spring. No, it's every 23rd spring 
uh, for 23, for 23 years. Day. No, for 23 days. 23 days, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? But yeah, for 23 and days, like, he gets to eat. It's like, he gets to eat, and he's like, eat what? <laughs> and he's I'm like, like, oh my God. <laughs> no, that... God. Um, his that, name's Justin Long, isn't it? Yeah, Justin Long. I fucking love him. He's so good in that movie. I, I mean, he was in, in Dodgeball. A, he's in me a horror to movie, Tusk, which I hate. I hate that movie. Really? Passion. I heard pretty good things about oh, it. I, I seen hated it, it. I watched it on New Year's like five years ago, five or six years ago, and I hate it. Kevin Smith made that, I think, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. So. I like Kevin Smith, too. Okay. Oh. Off with these tangents, though. Yeah. I'll go ahead and read some of these answers that okay. people have provided us with. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Someone named D. Leonard said they would choose Friday the 13th because they knew in their heart that they would give Jason a hard time trying to kill them. And then she said, bring your ass, Jason. Bring it, bitch. <laughs> That's great. And I was I like, all right. Okay. And, uh, okay, Mark Olson, which this really... <laughs> This one doesn't make any fucking sense, but it cracked me up listening to okay. it. But they just said. <laughs> what did they say? They just said, I'm white, so sadly all of them. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck does that even mean? What? What? I'm so I'm confused. white, so all of them. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, let's see. Someone okay. named Lori Horn said they would choose I Am Legend because they could use some alone time. <laughs> Which is, you know, true. <laughs> That's a good one. Now, like a that. lot of answers we had was Scream. So many different answers kept choosing Scream. See, uh, but Scream is such a good, like, I, I would love to be in Scream 2. I would love to play Sarah Jessica. No, that's not her name. Sarah Michelle <laughs> Geller. I was a Sarah Jessica Parker, but it's Sarah Michelle Geller. I would love to play her role of Cece in part two where she gets thrown out the window in the sorority house. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the scene. I that would that's the character I would like to be. See, that's the thing. I never see myself as a leading role. I see myself in a scary film as a supporting role of someone who gets killed off like in the very beginning or midway. Like I don't ever see myself like in you know what I mean? I know if that I was weird. to be Yeah. If I was to be in the Scream franchise, I would love to just be friends with Stu. I think he'd crack like him. Of course, I'd be friends with Randy. He's fucking I mean, fucking he would cool. obviously kill you, so just know that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but, like... I mean, it's a good time, at least. I feel like he yeah. cracks me the fuck up. Like, at least, like, if he were to kill me, I would know, be like, eh, you know, at least he yeah. gave me a good laugh or two. Exactly. So, it's fine. I mean, he fucking killed his girlfriend, too, so. Yeah, I know. Would... It, yeah. With. I really. Mm -hmm. What were we going to. What was I going to say? You said I really... Oh, okay. I might make this the next question of the week because it just okay. popped up in my head, and I think it'd be a fun answer. But we'll go okay. ahead and get done with the questions of the week. I thought those answers were pretty awesome. fun. I like those Thank awesome. you, people, those, for awesome uh, giving me some answers. <laughs> and keep, uh, you know, giving us your your thoughts on these questions, yeah. and we will provide them in the show. Yeah, they're really funny, and I kind of enjoy them. Yes. I enjoy them too. This is a good uh, good segment to do. But we will go ahead and go to the news. I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. Did you really put her liver in the mailbox? Because I heard that they we found her liver in the mailbox. That's what you heard in her pants. The blackest diet. Never alone. The devil's eye. 
All right, Jesse. Let me go ahead and tell you the biggest piece of news this week because okay. it has to do with us. And okay. I am fucking vain, and you probably think oh this God. song's about me. And I'm it literally is. like saying here quivering. <laughs> I was like so shook. Yeah. Sorry about that. Anyways, uh, you know, from everyone listening to the beginning of this episode, we will have an intro that says we are a part of someone. And yes, we are. We are actually a part of the Slashing Cast Podcast Network. Uh, For those that don't know who that is, uh, I have followed these guys for at least six months, but I watch them on a daily basis every time Uh, Riley... Uh, Riley, I see most most of the time. I think he does most of the YouTube work. But Riley and Nick, uh, and maybe some others that are involved in Slashing Cast. But if you go on YouTube and uh, subscribe to Slashing Cast, they do a lot of video game uh, content. They release almost at least they do weekly news at the least. But I know you know they try to do videos at least every day or every other day. As soon as some topics come up, they're on it. And I love that. Uh, but they started the Slash and Cast Podcast Network, and we were lucky to be a part of that. And, uh, you know, they have Make Every Death Count, which is uh, Riley and Nick's podcast, which is uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, they have the, it's called A Little Mad Podcast, which is where they will, uh, every Saturday, I believe, I think it's every Saturday, they uh, go over horror film scripts that have, either been uh, redone, basically uh, movie scripts that have not been used in films. Uh, they will be reading over those. Uh, I know like in Make Every Death Count, they did a Scream 2 read-along. They read a full Scream 2 unreleased script, which was really cool. Uh, I actually listened to that today, and it was fucking hilarious because it's spe- <laughs> like Sydney's weird in that script, like she's not the Sydney that we know in the screen movies. So it's funny, uh, not only listening to, I believe it was Nick playing Sydney, but, uh, listening oh gosh, to them. I wish I was, I wish I could have been seen. <laughs> did they do number two or just number one? It was just scream two at the time. Oh! But, uh, <laughs> a little mad I... podcast. They'll probably be doing scream three. They have an unreleased scream three oh, script that oh, they found. I want to play the Parker. Uh, I think her name is Parker Posley or Paisley. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What is her name? It's the the guy that plays off of, uh, oh my gosh, Parker Posey. I want to play her character, the actress. I like, I'm so ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Just do it then. I'll, like, I'll contact him and let him know when, Be like, see I'm, what we're going to do with Scream like, 3. I'm but... so ready for it. I will gladly play her. <laughs> and then we have uh, two other shows as of right now, uh, which is We Came From Beneath the Sea and Dead and Santa Carla, I believe is how you say it. Oh, I love um, it. Yeah, I have actually uh, followed all these podcasts and listened to them, uh, except for a Little Mad podcast. They haven't released one yet, but all of these are great. I'm excited to work I with these guys. I checked out the artwork on them all and stuff, too, and I thought they all looked really great. Like, I'm yeah, I so happy that we're a part of it. Like, I, I'm pumped because awesome. uh, I know they're, you know, uh, not to go into too much detail, but I mean, we'll have the opportunity to be guests on other shows and have them come on to our shows as well. And it's just going to, it's going to be great. I'm excited for the future of our show to grow yes. with everyone else's show as well. So I'm very thankful for that. And for everyone that are a part of the podcast network that's listening, thank you guys. Thank and I uh, can't wait to work with you. Yeah. But 
same. On to some more news. Uh, do you want to go yeah. over the another good one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, let me just like scroll down a little bit. Why can't my computer go fast? Okay, here we are. So uh, yesterday was the uh, 85th birthday of the Bride of Frankenstein. So, I mean... That's intense. Yes. 85 years. 85 years. So, I mean, this movie, obviously, let me get my handy-dandy calculator. I think it's... Came out on old 420, boys. They blazed it up and were like, let's make Bride of Frankenstein. If I'm not wrong, I think it's 1935, but I'm going to find out right now. Yeah, it is. Okay, so yeah, it released in 1935. If anybody doesn't know, it's the sequel to the Frankenstein film. And it's a great sequel. I've seen it one time and I really love the, my favorite thing about the whole film is I love the hair, the styling they did with the bride of Frankenstein in this film. Yeah. I think it was iconic. I mean, they went as far as it was very like the legacy of the way she looked was so cool because if you watch any thing, if you watch other different, uh, like films and stuff like that, they are they they kind of like contribute to that film like the Scooby Doo cartoon animated series. I mean, mm-hmm. do you remember that where they were all in those race cars and it was like Mad Max? Do you remember that one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's how she was presented in that you know film and stuff, and I think that it's just fantastic, and I'm very, very, very happy to see that it turned eighty five. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, it's so interesting. Of course, I haven't watched the movie all the way through. Uh, I have seen clips in it. And, uh, you know, I would like to go back and see it sometime because it's really it's a piece of history. If you really think about it, I mean, without these films, horror really wouldn't be what it is today. There's so many movies and even some of the bad movies like you think of any type of film grows the the horror genre. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't even know how to. No, I totally understand. It's kind of like impactful. And this kind of mm-hmm. set the standard for creature films, um, like the creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and other things such as like Jaws, for instance. I mean, just creature films in that sense. The Invisible I mean, I Man like was a part of Man. the, uh, yep. um, yeah, House on Haunted Hill. I mean, the original, not the remake. Um, but, you know, and I think that that's really awesome. And I think the our main topic that we're going to talk about later, you know, is kind of set the standard for slasher films, I think. Yes, they, I mean, it, it really, really has. I mean, it honestly, really did. It was the one that really kind of opened that door because before that it was mainly creature films and yeah. it was, or it was mystery murders. It was never just straight out slasher films. Mm-hmm. So I think this is kind of the cool start to it all. It really is. Yeah. So, well, the next piece of news, uh, you know, I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. Uh, you know, if you don't know who Sam Raimi is, he made Evil Dead, for instance. Duh, that fucking franchise is fucking awesome. I fucking love Evil Dead. But he also did the Spider-Man trilogy, Drag Me to Hell. Uh, he's been a part of other uh, major films. I mean, he's a very talented director. And uh, he actually is being... Uh, I'd at for being the director for the Doctor Strange sequel. I think he's already confirmed to be the director. Um, but uh, they're wanting Bruce Campbell to be in it, which was Ash from Evil Dead. And Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are fucking tight. That's the only way I can fucking explain it. So that would be awesome. If Bruce Campbell was in it, even if it was just a cameo, I'd fucking love it. But they're actually thinking of him being... Uh, 
Mr. Sinister, which is a villain from the Doctor Strange uh, story. So that's pretty interesting. You know, we'll just have to wait and see because Doctor Strange, I don't think, is coming out until 2021 or 22. But uh, it's actually supposed to be the first Marvel Cinematic Universe horror film, which is going to be awesome. So thought that would be interesting. Yes. And uh, just to go ahead and throw this little bit of news because I forgot to edit last week, J.J. Uh, Abrams is announcing a spinoff series of Stephen King's The Shining for HBO Max. That's going to be fucking cool, but also scary at the same time because J.J. Abrams, he is very talented. I fucking love J.J. Abrams, but, you know, watching Castle Rock, which I have not seen season two because I'm scared that I will fucking hate it because it's I love bad. the book Misery. Is it not bad? No, okay. it's not bad. Just joking. I haven't watched it. <laughs> you fucking, what the fuck? <laughs> Get my fucking hopes up. Get out of my office. Sorry. No. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't have an office. I actually record in my living room because I don't have a fucking house. <laughs> like I said earlier. So. <laughs> okay, and on to our main topic today. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. That is the fucking news, people. Now it's time news. to get into the nitty gritty of this fucking yes. episode. Are you fucking uh, ready for this? I'm ready. Pull your dick out and fucking <laughs> helicopter your way to the fucking party fucking... I don't know oh what the fuck God. I'm even talking about. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to be talking about fucking Psycho. Psycho. And that's how fucking Psycho I am today. Because... Shit is fucking hard nowadays. Not Anyways. part three, not part two, not part four, not part five. Not the fucking 90s <laughs> not, remake that was American, a shot for shot remake yes. with Vince Vaughn. Not, not Bates Motel. Psycho, not Bates Motel. The original Alfred Hitchcock, Janet Lee, mm, Anthony Hopkins, 1960 yep. Psycho. And uh, this, okay. I went into this blind. Well, I know Psycho. I Everyone fucking Everyone knows Psycho. Knows it. Who doesn't? I mean, I've known Psycho since a little kid. Now, oh, yeah. just yeah. to throw this out there, I've never watched it all the way through. <laughs> so, uh, after finishing Bates Motel and just fucking falling in love with yes. Norman Bates and the fucking yes. story in general, I was like, okay, I have how to do fucking you not? watch Psycho. How do? Yeah, I, I mean, feel how do you like. Not? A, this movie is a first on so many levels. It's like the first one to knock out, to open the door to slasher films. It's the first film to have a main a main star not actually be the main star of the film. Yep. I mean, it's so many firsts. This was like the first big budget. This was the biggest domestic, I mean, movie that Hitchcock had ever made. This was the biggest, the one that he actually produced all with his own money. I mean, this was like... And this movie, mind you, keep in mind that Paramount, who produced this movie, or, you know, yeah, produced this movie, they didn't even want this movie to, they didn't even want to do this because they thought it was such in bad taste. They just, you know, they weren't ready for well, it. Well, for that time, it probably was, and Alfred Hitchcock was like, was. listen here, I'm yeah. going to fucking do this shit. Cause, it was. And thank God, because this movie, honestly, you know, it, like we said with Bride of Frankenstein, this movie changed it made history. Like, I mean, if this didn't come out, who would have known? I mean, I'm sure we would have had slashers eventually, but without this, we wouldn't have had Halloween. We wouldn't have had Black Christmas or any of the slashers that we any. know. Yeah, because this really kind of set that tone. And this kind of also really, 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 and on a real, on a more serious note, this movie really contributed to uh, mental illness 
And Mm -hmm. I think that it can be looked, I know that doctors or I'm sorry, not doctors. Well, I guess they are doctors. They have PhDs, but uh, professors actually show these films in classes, you know, so that way people can actually get to see what it looks like. I'm not really sure what this specific disorder is. I can't remember what it is. I don't know. My a dissociative gone. identity disorder, I, I think believe. That might the be ID. what it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and it's just like, I don't know. This movie is just like fantastic. That's mm-hmm. why this movie is on, on the on the top 10 list of anybody's. And it know. holds up so well. It that, does. That's, it's, I think that's why it took me so long to watch it because, you know, just thinking you're just like, I don't really want to watch a movie from the 1960s. It's in black yeah. and white. You know, it's an older movie. But, you know, put that then aside. You, you watch this and you're like, God damn, this fucking movie is fucking just, phenomenal. It's intense. Like that mm-hmm. movie. And that's the thing that the movies from that period in time were really known for was not so much scare tactics. It was more so suspense. It was yeah. like building your body up to the moment to where something suspenseful happens like that, you know, most of the most famous scene of all, which is that shower scene. And, uh, you know, also the ending, whenever you get to see that he's the plot twist, the plot Mm -hmm. twist. And, you know, it's just really crazy. And the fact that there's not that many cast and characters in this film to me is crazy. There's only three main three. There's only three real main characters aside from, if you want to include the police and things like that. I mean, well, four technically, but I mean, it's just so crazy. So, but I have some facts well, before we get okay. started, before the uh, let me uh, <laughs> let me just go ahead and say that there is a lot of references to this movie in Halloween. I mean, which I'm sure you'll is some Halloween type facts going to be included in this? Um, not so much. No. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, okay. One of the main characters, Samuel Loomis, of is of course. Dr. Loomis is named after Samuel Loomis from Psycho. Oh, fab- um, fabulous. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That was And, of list. course, uh, Marion. Uh, Marion Crane is... Uh, Crane's yes. her last name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. yeah. You're um, right. That is Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. And, of course, you see her in Halloween H2O. So that's just fucking incredible to know yes. that uh, the Scream Queen, Jamie Lee Curtis, one of the Scream Queens... Her mother was in fucking Psycho. That just, you know, for those that didn't know that, I'm sure a lot of people do know. Janet Lee was the top billing actress, even though she's only in the film for only, what, 30 to 45 minutes? Yeah, I think she gets offed it. She gets clapped in about 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah, I mean, she's not the main, but she's top billed because, in all honesty, that's why they did did that. I mean, that's so iconic. Nobody else had done yeah, that no. at that point. Like nobody expected that to happen or anything. That's just so. like in fucking Scream with uh, fuck. What's her fucking name? I always forget her fucking name. Who in the beginning of Scream? Uh, oh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, she, yeah. Nobody expected that because yeah. Drew Barrymore well, was the originally same I think she was supposed to be have a bigger role, but she was like no. You know, it'd be interesting to have this happen. So that's cool. I think maybe she was trying to pull the whole uh, Marion Crane type deal. I don't know. Something to think about. I have no idea. We're on to another tangent. But uh, let's go ahead and go over the summary of the film. And then we'll go over some history and facts that you have provided. Because, you know, okay, that's that's some good shit, too. Anyways, 
All right. So the summary of this film, you know, Marion Crane, uh, which is the act, the character we were just talking about that gets clapped so soon. Uh, she steals $40,000 from her employer and she runs away. Uh, she wants to run away with her boyfriend and she wanted to pay off his debts. So it's kind of like, you know, that's fucking crazy. And I'm $40,000 is a lot of money still to this day, but, uh, she ends up stealing the money and trying to run away and she stops at the Bates motel. And, uh, that's when you meet crazy old Norman Bates and he is fucking insane. But you know, he, he has this, yeah, he loves taxidermy, but he has this draw. Like, I'm, I mean, yeah, he's a little quirky and weird, but he's also charming in a way. Like he's not just this weird fucker. Like he's just, you know, he's a charming man that you wouldn't even expect anything from. But, uh, you know, um, what was I going to say? He's crazy, ends up killing her. Samuel Loomis and everyone tries finding her and they end up finding that she was in the Bates Motel and they end up realizing that she never left there and people keep dying. Her and the, uh, what's the fucking guy? The private detective, uh, Arbogast. He ends up dying, so they end up going there and finding out that Norman killed them, or quote-unquote Norman killed him, and they just find some creepy shit. So we'll go ahead and go over some facts of the film, because I'm sure we'll talk about uh, plot points of the movie as we talk about characters and stuff like that. So Jesse, if you want to go ahead and talk about some of the history and facts of it. Okay. <laughs> I will gladly do that. So, number one, let's just go into it real real quick. So, <clears throat> this film wasn't given an R rating until 1984. Did you know that? No. So, yes. was it just G? Well, before, they didn't have... The rating system wasn't created until 1968. So... They before that it didn't have a rating, so they didn't rate mm. this film until 1984, and they gave it an R rating. Which obviously, if you think about it, if this film had came out when it did, and it the rating system was there, they would have obviously probably rated this R. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I've heard uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon didn't have a rating. Yeah. I don't think, and it had boobs in it. So like, mm-hmm. if kids watch that, you know, boobs. without that rating, they get to see boobs. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, here we go. It's the first American film to feature a toilet. Fact. <laughs> oh, shit. Psycho, Psycho is the first Literally. American film to show a toilet on screen. It is also the first American film in which we hear a toilet being flushed. That's just how repressed Americans were in the 1950s. God, I bet people <laughs> fucking saw that toilet and heard it and they were like, yes. oh my God, pray for forgiveness. Yes, more facts. <laughs> there are three Norman Bates in this film. No less than three actresses, and obviously, you know, Anthony Perkins, uh, recorded Norman Bates' dialogue. Their recordings were then mixed together until Hitchcock found the right tone of voice for each particular scene. Did you know What? That? Yes, bitch. What oh! the fuck? That is yes! weird. Okay. Holy shit. Next fact. Hitchcock paid less than $10,000 for the rights to this film. This was for the rights to Robert Bloch's novel based on the positive review he had read in the New York Times. Did you know that? I knew there was a novel. I didn't know he paid 10 was it less than 10,000? 
Yeah, he paid nine thousand. Well, he paid less than ten thousand. He actually paid nine thousand dollars for that. Now, nine thousand in nineteen sixty is probably the equivalent to about twenty thousand now. Yeah, probably more. Um, yeah, I knew there was a novel. I didn't know there was a novel at first, but uh, after finding that out, I really want to get it. But I'm very picky on my books, and I want to get a nice hardback cover, and I can't fucking find one. So. I'm having trouble on that end, but I will get it eventually. I promise you people I will. Okay. Anyways, continue. (laughs) Next fact. Alfred Hitchcock kept Janet Lee on edge throughout filming by hiding the different versions of the mother dummy in her dressing room closet. Fact. Yeah, of course he would. He is a prick to women. (laughs) Aha. Like he is a dick. (laughs) He was, he really was. He was honestly one of the, I mean, I don't want to speak bad about somebody who's such a genius in the film industry because I think that as I, as as far as a producer, director, creator of art, he's a genius, absolutely yeah. a genius. As so, a human being with ethics, as as far as his ethics goes, <laughs> not the toilet so, is basically yeah, I mean, what that is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because and it's not just be uh, my our opinions. There's like facts to back that up with. Yeah. So I mean, that's but, just something. That's I mean, known. you cannot say that he is not no, a fucking genius in film because this movie is in my top five favorite horror oh, films absolutely. after watching it. I fucking love this movie. Absolutely. Okay. Next fact. The novel from which the film was adapted is loosely based on the notorious murderer, Ed Gein. Ed like Gein. Normal beans, yep. Like Norman Beans. Did you just hear that? I called Norman Bates. Norman Bates. <laughs> Norman Bates. <laughs> like Norman Bates. Gein had a demeaning mother to whom he kept a shrine and dressed in women's clothes. Gein lived just 40 miles from psycho Arthur Robert Blotch. Crazy. That yes. is fucking weird. Yes. <laughs> that is really yes. fucking weird. So the author okay. was like, this guy's weird. I could write a book about him. And of course yes. he fucking did. Next fact. The three-minute shower scene features 77 different camera angles and 50 cuts. It took seven days to shoot. Fact. God, that's Yes, could you imagine being her? No wonder she only wanted to be in half (laughs) She's just like, can I fucking put on some clothes? God (laughs) damn. (laughs) Okay, Psycho earned over $15 on its initial release, making it Hitchcock's biggest hit by some distance. Fact. Oh, God. The Bates Motel used in the film is actually still standing at Universal Studios in Los Angeles. I want to go there so fucking bad. And if I do, I'd like me and you to go for one. But of course, I'm going to take China and Miles with me. But I want to make a vlog just fucking go in there. Like like I said, if if I had the money to build a house, I would make an exact replica of that house. I fucking love it. So that is on my, uh, you know, bucket list. Yeah, that's on my bucket list for sure. I want to visit there, take pictures of it, and just feel that vibe. I really just uh, love that house. Two more facts. Are you ready? Let's hear it. The next fact. Alfred Hitchcock made a cameo in this film as a cowboy walking out of, I believe, the diner? Or I don't know if it was airport. the diner or if it... I think he was standing outside of the bank or something. Yeah, but bank, yeah, that's it. Thank you. I fucking saw him standing out there, and I yep. was like... That fucker looks just like Alfred Hitchcock. And then I looked in the credits and I was like, it was. Oh, sorry. Two more facts. My bad. Okay, next fact. Janet Lee received $25,000 for her part in this film, just a quarter of her usual fee. She took the cut in order to work with Hitchcock. Anthony Perkins, despite being an established star, earned only a little more with $40,000. Now, mind wow. you, 40000 and twenty five. Now, her regular fee was fifty. So, mind you... 
if you in, do inflation that that's well over oh my god that's well over i'm sure a hundred and some thousand dollars i would think yeah um the last fact i have is if you wasn't wasn't if you didn't know this <clears throat> about anthony perkins later on in life anthony perkins was <clears throat> and i can say this now because he died of this and everything <clears throat> but if you all didn't know anthony perkins was actually um lgbtq uh in his later life it, during that period in time he always dated women of course but he yep. actually was uh in same-sex relationships up until the point he did die and he had relationships with uh the other famously known gay uh actor from that same time period tab hunter and if you don't know who that is he was a big western star but i just figured i'd go ahead and just add that little tidbit in there if that is really that. interesting but i mean you know say even if it doesn't fucking matter. But any, I'm trying to find a way to explain this. He did such a phenomenal job, though. But and he was married. Uh, now, mind you, he was still married and stuff, too. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but his wife actually died in the September 11th uh, attacks. She was on one. Of, she was. I don't know if oh, she was shit. in the plane. Or, yeah, she was on. She was on. She was aboard American Air Flight 11. So. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, it I is, was trying it really to explain is. though, but you, when you see, especially the scene of him walking up the stairs and the way he's moving his hips, mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh shit!" I was like, oh, yeah. "He is mother." Like <laughs> seeing that, like he's just—he's so fucking phenomenal, and it doesn't fucking matter what you are, yeah, what you like, who you like. It doesn't Absolutely. matter. So, but he was a phenomenal actor. I he fucking was. loved every second of it. And I didn't know he passed away, so that kind of hurts did. my he feelings. He did. He passed now. away in 1992 at the age of 60, and he had died. He died from AIDS, actually. AIDS. God yep. damn mm-hmm. the fucking AIDS. He was diagnosed with HIV during the filming of Psycho uh, for the beginning, and he died in Los Angeles uh, from AIDS-related pneumonia at age 60. Well, rest in peace. Uh, you know, he yeah. did such a he great job. Great. Yeah, he was. You know, I'm sitting there which I will state my opinion at the end of the episode, so I may just wait to go to this. But, you know, he was a great fucking Norman Bates. Oh, yeah. Fucking and he loved it. also, I mean, not only that, but, I mean, he was a Golden Globe winner. I mean, even mm-hmm. before uh, Psycho. Like, he was already, like, a, like a B a to A-list actor up until that point. So, I mean, I think it was just great. He was the he was a great choice to choose. I mean, mm-hmm. when you see him smile and talking, like he just he had this gravitational pull to you that you just you just look at his smile and you're like, he looks like such a nice guy. And of course, you know, oh, yeah. he is. He was a nice guy, but his mother was not. I think and unfortunately, it, his mother yeah. was inside of his brain. So, and I think, and I think, like I said, you know, the film really depicts when it comes to mental illness and. I think that you can obviously see that when you watch the film. And I think mm-hmm. in some sense, even though he is clearly not there and he's making really poor decisions by killing people, of course, and, you know, things like that, I think that in a way you feel kind of sorry for him. And yeah. um, it's kind of oh, like yeah, this, I like do. longing I feel for terrible for that character. Not wanting to, uh, you know, not wanting to leave, get rid of his mother. So therefore his mother always is with him inside of his head and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, leads him to do unnecessary things, of course. But, <clears throat> um, 
you know. Now, was he my favorite character in the movie? No. Obviously, Janet Lee was. I mean, she's such an icon. I love her well, in anything. So. Unfortunately, he was my favorite character in the <laughs> yeah, movie. Norman Bates is me. Mm. I'm fucking yeah. Norman Bates. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Everybody hi. Sorry about that. <laughs> China. Anyways, where are you? <laughs> speak, speaking of characters, we'll go ahead and go over the, some of the characters, what their roles were, and we'll just... You know, we already told you who our fucking favorite character was. Mine's Norman Bates and yours was Marion Crane. So let's go ahead and go over the characters. Who is Marion Crane, Jesse? Tell me. Marion Crane was played by Janet Lee. Is that what you're wanting mm-hmm. me to do? <laughs> oh, I was just <laughs> I was okay. just acting fucking stupid. Oh, just, okay. who's Mar- <laughs> Marion Crane is, is Janet Lee. If anybody doesn't know who Vera, Vera Miles is the girl who played Lila Crane, um, which was the sister, right? Sister? Yes. Yep. Sister um, who goes looking for her and really becomes the main character when after she dies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, interesting enough, Vera Miles, aside from this film, she had only appeared, you know, in certain films. Now, she actually is still alive. She is 90 years old and she's actually still living. So. Really? Um, but she's most notably known as from this film. I mean, yeah. she was kind of a supporting actress in other films, and she also played in Alfred Hitchcock's other fit films, such as The Wrong Man, Touch of Larceny, Man Who Shot the Liberty Valance, things like that. I mean, she was in his other films, but she was mostly, I mean, a supporting character in these films. Um, but yeah, yeah. And she was she- also in Halloween H2O. Yes. And of course, yeah. she had the fucking car. It was, oh God, I fucking love that scene. It's so cool to see Jamie Lee and her <laughs> fucking acting together. Yes. I love that fucking scene. But yeah, she, uh, sh- you know, she easily, easily, 100% has one of the most iconic horror deaths in film history. Like, oh yeah. You hear that fucking soundtrack, you just hear, and you're just like, psycho. I know it. And yes. you see her screaming and getting stabbed to fucking death. It's fucking yes. iconic. Like, I've known that fucking death since I was a little kid, and I didn't even watch the fucking movie. I just knew. And it's crazy to know that a movie can do that to the world. It just blows my mind. I just can't keep stressing that enough. But uh, I'll go ahead and go over one of the other characters. Samuel Loomis uh, is Marion's boyfriend. Like I said, uh, he was named... Dr. Loomis from Halloween was named after him, but he is basically the hero of the story. One of them anyways. Mm -hmm. Uh, He of course had some debts and that's why Marion took the $40,000. They were going to run away together and live, try to live a happily ever after. Unfortunately it didn't happen. And uh, Samuel Loomis is very straight to the fucking point in this movie. Like he doesn't, other than being, you know, the hero of the story, the hero trope. There's no, not really a huge amount of character in him. He's just, you know, he's the good guy, basically, is how I felt about him. Uh, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I fucking loved Sam Loomis. I think he was a great character. And, um, you know, that's kind of what you ha- A lot of heroes in movies, you know, I'm trying to because I'm not talking shit about him as a character, because I think he was a great character, but there wasn't a whole lot of character development with him, I don't think. Would you agree? Like, am I just right. putting yeah, that I out of my ass? Or, 
No, I'd agree with that. Yeah. And you know, there's characters like that that are fucking great. You know, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of some that are just considered the fucking hero of the story. There's not anything bad with it, but, um, you know, I wish I, I would have liked to have explored some of his character a little bit more. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about Lila? Uh, Lila. Yes. Uh, so Lila Crane. Yeah. Lila Crane. I mean, she's kind of like the, how can I explain this? Okay. Lila Crane in the film is kind of like that overbearing sister that is always worried about something. And mm-hmm. I think that she was really, I mean, you could tell she was very worried and she was really trying to find her sister. And I think that's why she, I mean, got the, uh, took the, pro- she was with the private investigator too. Most of the film, wasn't she? Uh, right? no, she, no, she was with no, Sam. She was with Sam, she was with Sam right. most Sam. of the film. That's right. The private investigator was like a, on his own kind of thing. See, and this I, is where I, uh, with her character, because I feel like she had more character than Sam. And because, I mean, she was the one basically like, listen, this investigator wouldn't just fucking not come back to us. Something's yeah, going I mean, on. And Sam happening. at first was and, just like, no, he would, would return. I'll go check. And it's like, and I think she knew. Pull, well, I think when they pull up and see her car, because they, they see somebody's car, don't they, when they pull into the hotel, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> they I can't remember. Fuck. I think. I think they no, did. I don't know if they, I don't think they saw their, I don't think they saw the private investigator's car. Cause I think he put her, uh, Marion's car in the, he swamp. drowned that bitch. Yeah, that's right. Like right that's away. Right. I don't know I if just, the investigator's car was outside when Sam went or not. I just would like to say, I think Vera was more of a better detective than the actual detective. <laughs> I mean, or really. <laughs> she was, yeah, she was on top of shit. Now, the next character, Milton Arbogast, which was the private investigator. Holy shit. This whole, like, 15 minutes of the movie was going fucking hard. Like, he deserves a fucking Purple Heart medal or something. Because he's yes. fucking legit. Like, he's fucking talking to Norman, and he's just, like, going hard on this shit. And Norman eventually gets fucking scared throughout the movie. He's like, shit, this guy will not get off my back. I cannot get away from this guy. So that was interesting. Uh, cause dealing, you know, I've never personally dealt with a private investigator, but that guy, if I had to, I would hire his ass because he would fucking know he'd fucking get on top of this shit. Legitly. Like, Oh fuck. I love this movie so much. Yeah. It's I'm so like good. on like a fucking high right now talking about mm-hmm. it. He was a good character though. Like, you. and you see, and, uh, you see his God. death when he was falling down the stairs, like he fucking snuck into Norman's house and mother got him. That was fucking crazy. And if you didn't know this, I mean, Lila Crane, she was not only in Psycho 1, she was also in part two. Did you know that? Really? Yes. And the actress was too. They both were in that the, uh, second film. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so Anthony Perkins got to start with her again. I think that was pretty cool. Um, I think that overall, the characters in this film, I think he casted very well. Mm-hmm. And I don't really, I like the thought of Marion Crane because she's kind of like the sex symbol in a way when it comes to yep. American cinema. And I think this film kind of established Janet Lee as a sex symbol and... I mean, she was always gorgeous before this. I mean, clearly. But I think that, you know, 
I mean, she was married to Tony Curtis, which was one of the A-listers of the time. And that's, you know, obviously Jamie's parents. But Mm -hmm. I just know that I think this movie really, really kind of set the tone for, uh, you know, the sex symbol that she was Mm -hmm. and stuff. So I definitely agree. Yeah. And I mean, Norman Bates, I mean, the Anthony Perkins, obviously, who performed Norman Bates. Uh, he got like such critical praise for this film because really it's the first time you ever really got to see really a film where they dig deep into the mind of a serial killer. And not only that, but it's kind of like the first film in which it was done right. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. done it, they done it right. They didn't do, Alfred Hitchcock did not do this wrong at all. That and was I one think, thing I loved with the ending yeah. is how they had that psychiatrist or the doctor oh, yeah. basically explaining what was wrong with Norman. And they, he was, I, when, yeah. And when it, closes, I loved that scene. And when it closes up on him and he's like talking to him himself, but he's not in his tone. He's like yeah. in his mother's tone. And I'm like, oh, and that smile and oh, that no- and the fuck. music. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Norman Overall, Bates so is easily one of my favorite <laughs> characters in. So what would be, I mean, what would be your review on it then? OK, well, I, I made some notes here. OK, I'm ready. Overall, you know, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, so, the black and white aesthetic was remember, an interesting choice. What were yes. you going to say? I was going to say real quick, remember, we're doing it on a scale of one to ten, obviously. And I want to keep in mind, last time we did a movie review, I gave like a movie, I think it was like a 7.7. Keep in mind, there is no 7.7s. It should be (laughs) 7 point. It's like one, one and a half, two. You see what I'm saying? You're like, I I give a 7.5 and then a little (laughs) pinch of, Yeah, and then like a little, yeah. So anyways, just want to get on that note. to make it 7.7. I'm ready. Okay. Well, uh, like I was saying, I did. I really, really enjoyed this movie. I love talking about Norman Bates, uh, the Bates Motel. The story is beautiful, and I can't wait to get my hands on the novel so I can read it because I heard the first novel was beautiful. I'm, uh, I know there's more novels that aren't really, uh, it's not really as uh, classic as the original novel, but uh, with the first, you know, Psycho, I loved the black and white aesthetic. I thought it was really interesting that he chose that for the time because, you know, colored films were a they thing. They were, then, I mean, technical but he chose, was a thing. Yeah, yeah, he chose that. And he chose black and white, and it just looked clean. It was a clean look. I loved that. Um, like I said before, I love Norman Bates as a character. He's so complex, and I really appreciate, I appreciate the details that they explained of him at the end of the film i just thought that was awesome with that being said though and i'm sure a lot of people will fucking hate me for this but freddie highmore is the best norman bates ever period i don't care i love you know anthony hopkins as norman i think he was great but freddie highmore is the Fucking Norman Bates. I would agree. You know how you watch yes. Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man? I can't stand Freddy? Robert Downey Jr., so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck off. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Here's a better way to say this. I, Anthony Perkins is the Norman Bates of the 20th century, whereas Freddie Highmore is the Norman Bates of the 21st century. Oh, I fucking said Anthony Hopkins. What the fuck? I did Anthony too. Perkins. I did too at the very beginning, so don't feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was like, where did I get that from? Yeah, but anyways, Anthony okay. Perkins, shit. He was great, but Freddie Highmore 
in Bates Motel, I've never felt scared of a human being like I was scared of him. He scared me. Like he, it looked, it felt real when I saw him on Bates Motel. So, you know, I'm just going to throw that out there. People can hate me all they want, but I fucking love Freddie Highmore and I am just going to leave it at that. But rating wise, I this e- movie is easily a 10 out of 10. Yeah. You know, I like I said, I wish Sam Loomis was a little bit fleshed out as a character other than just being the hero boyfriend. But for the time that doesn't take works. away from the story. Yes. Yeah. It's a 10 out of 10. It's like it is easily a classic and it is in my top 5 favorite horror films of all time. So, yes. What about you? I will say the timing of it is perfect. Pacing's perfect. The director, everybody who was involved in it, perfect. Uh, the fact that he did it in black and white and not in color. If he would have done it in color, it would have ruined it. So Yeah, it would have uh, been weird. Yeah. Black and white, perfect. Uh, Janet Lee, perfect. I love her. Uh, Norman Bates, love his character. Love the, I love all the characters in this movie so much. Um, and it's perfect. And I'm kind of like, I mean, he, Anthony Perkins was good looking in this film. I mean, as Norman Bates. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I just don't think there was anything. I just think he was. He and was charming. I'm not going like to lie. I, China, yeah. I, you know, she can think what she wants, but he is a charming man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think overall, I mean, yeah, like you said, I'll get this movie gets a deny a 10 for me. Without yeah. this film, there would be no other films that we could talk about and enjoy because when it comes to like the slasher genre, because that's exactly what this movie is. And it kind of it is. made it to where it's other people were able to create the art that they were and we were able to, you know, talk about it today. So Well Man, that was a good know, segue to is, the ending, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. I it's it's rare to give a ten out of ten for me in it movies. Is. Like even yeah. it. 2017 is my fucking it's my favorite horror film. I fucking love it. Six out of ten for me. Okay. Um (laughs) bye. No. (laughs) But thinking about it, now the book, ten out of ten for me. I love the book. And the The book is too long. I can't read a thousand six hundred pages. I swear get out of my office now. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. But that's I um, love Stephen King, but God, his books are so damn long. Even with it, 2017 being my favorite horror film of all time, I would give that a 9.5 out of 10 at the most. Maybe okay. No, I'm gonna have to rewatch it because it might be a 10 out of 10. Too. Oh my gosh, no! The one I just Tim can't Curry do that to my boys. I can't like, do that to my fucking boy. Okay, like I will give Tim Curry the 1990 version probably a higher rating than I will the remake. Oh my fucking god! I can't, I can't fucking do this anymore. We gave this <laughs> psycho 10 out of 10. We can agree on that's fucking great, but we will not fucking talk <laughs> shit about this, it. I, <laughs> or the Tim Curry version. <laughs> I'm fucking ashamed of you. God, oh God. damn. I fucking uh, love Tim Curry, though. He's great, too. <laughs> he is amazing. That's another story for another time. Yeah, definitely. I definitely want to do yeah, a episode uh, Tim's, I don't see them coming very often with us. I think definitely that not. a movie has to be impactful. This movie is impactful. This movie is... Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie was registered in the Library of Congress to be preserved. 
you know. <laughs> I mean, that right there tells you that. I'm literally, as soon as this virus goes away, <laughs> I'm tattooing a fucking psycho tattoo. I'm going to get a oh knife with Norman gosh. Bates' face on it, and at the top no, it's going to say, gonna we all go you're not going to get a knife with Janet Lee's face on it. <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> oh my I God. mean, yeah, that's cool too, but I, I got to have Norman Bates on there. Yes, but, yes you do. All right, we have done so many tangents this episode. We have strayed away from the path I don't know how many times, and I apologize, but thank you for listening to the Silver Screen Scream Show. Uh, If you would like to contact us, you can send us a message on Facebook or now Twitter. We have a Twitter page. Send us a message on there. And you can email us at the Silver Screen Scream Show at gmail.com. And... Like I said, we are part of the Slashing Cast Podcast Network. Check out the other shows. They are awesome. So good. And, uh, you know, that's all I got to say, Jesse. What do you have to say for yourself? All I have to say is, remember, stay scary. Stay scary. <laughs>